Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Today, big announcement. I unfortunately was the backbiter. Yes, I was the backbiter. So, the big question is this. How do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Brothers and sisters, I hope you're doing well, inshallah. We're a few days away from Ramadan, excitement is building, looking forward to the the challenge of Ramadan. It's always uh, a few days before Ramadan, it's always an unknown what, which day you're going to start. And this year in particular, um, my wife and I have been invited to a friend's wedding and it, and it might be the exact day that Ramadan starts. So the day of the Ramadan is very important for us this year. It's my wife's first opportunity to experience um, a Western, a British wedding, which, uh, unlike our cultures, this lasts all day from you know lunchtime all the way till 12 o'clock at night, whilst our traditional weddings are at more evening, uh, an evening event. So we could end up going for lunch at 12 o'clock whilst it's the first day of fasting, so that would be interesting. So for us, this year... We're, we're unsure until the day before whether or not we'll be able to to, to have lunch at this wedding. Uh, <laughs> either way, it will be a great experience for, for my wife and I can't wait to, to share the experience with her. Um, just the whole traditional wedding that they have here in, in the Western culture um, for her to, to experience it. Because our wedding was in Morocco, that's where my wife is from, so that was a traditional Moroccan wedding. And for me, it's interesting enough, that was the first time I had been in Morocco to get married and it was the first time I'd seen the wedding. So it's like experiencing something for the first time whilst you are in the middle of it. <laughs> so everything that happened was just a new experience every single time. Everything that just popped up was like, wow, okay, wow, this is happening. You know, I remember vaguely it was on a, the back of a horse, sat on a horse going through the uh, the town uh, everyone's with drums and everyone's singing and all sorts of things and this was at like 2 in the morning now that would never happen here in the UK <laughs> you know sitting on a horse going through you imagine sitting through uh, going through London or something like that or any town <laughs> it's just completely different so I can't wait for her to experience it uh, inshallah I look forward to, to Ramadan now in our last episode or might have been the one before we spoke about who is the backbiter now I'm going to be very very honest here uh, and say that sometimes in our life Allah puts us in a position that where we are being tested by people and other times we are the ones testing other people. So Allah puts us in, in that way, uh, in that position where we are testing other people. Now for me, I was in the position that I was testing somebody. Okay, I wasn't aware of it till the moment passed. But Allah put me in a position where I was testing somebody else. Alright, so let me explain the situation. And we're all talking, and this is in context of backbiting, okay, or speaking ill of somebody who is not there. So the scenario is last week, 
in the community we had a community gathering where we were going to decide there's an Eid, we're planning on doing Eid in a communal place like a meadow, a park as a community all the masajid are coming together and this was an opportunity that's not happened before I think last time I remember maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago when I was a kid a long time ago anyway I remember, vaguely remember it happened once but it's not happened in, in this generation in the last 20 years at least where all the masajid come together to pray Eid Salah and so this gathering we had last week there was representatives of each masjid from the city and there was about a one and a half hour meeting with food and everything like that and throughout the, the speeches the, the host without any warning was just asking people to the stage like you know the imams uh, the leaders of, of those masajid or those communities without any warning without any prep which in a way isn't right because they were just asking people to come up and there wasn't any preparation and you need to ask people's permission before you just bring them up on stage in front of a, a large community you know what they got to say they don't really have they don't have time to prepare so first of all it should have probably been asked in advance so anyway that each each imam stood up said their their piece sat back down again and I must say it was due to peer pressure because when the host announces your name on the microphone and everyone turns and looks at you well what are you going to do? <laughs> he says please come up you know say a few words and you're a respected member of the community etc etc you can't exactly just say uh, no it's my night off you know you, you don't have a night off of being a respected person in the community so you have to so it was purely peer pressured so anyway, that that happened. They all they all said their piece, and the the night went successfully. There was food at the end of it, so that was all good. Now a day after that, there was a message going around the community that somebody had wrote that you know made a complaint that this wasn't right. The person that the host should not have done this. He shouldn't have peer pressured people without any uh, without any warning. He should have asked their permission and just instead of dragging them up on stage. So anyway, this message was circulating around the community. And then what happened was, uh, it took a week later till I seen the my friend the Imam. A week later, and you know, Assalamu Alaikum, how you doing, brother? And then I opened up the conversation. Now this is where I became a test for him. I opened up the conversation with. Uh, I said to him, "Oh, it wasn't." I said this in these words. I said, "It wasn't right what happened to you last week." the way you were peer pressured onto stage along those lines okay so that's me inviting the invitation to backbite okay so you get that I'm inviting that's me inviting the situation to backbite because I'm saying that wasn't right what happened to you last week that guy was wrong that host was wrong to do that to you guys it like brings up on stage so that's the invitation that's me testing um, the Imam not meaning to but Allah put it through me to test him and see if he would take this bait of backbiting and subhanallah the imam he just replied most of us would be like yeah yeah that's not right my rights have been you know taken away from me and all this kind of stuff and suppressed instead the imam said to that statement of mine he said he just said mashallah alhamdulillah he just said that which completely killed you know the desire and the conversation that I had to backbite it's like we have this burning desire within our body and you kind of put it out to somebody and you're hoping someone else throws some fuel on it so it ignites, it ignites the fire. Instead, he just said, Alhamdulillah, you know, it was a great event, something along those lines. And that just, 
yeah, it got rid of any fire. It's like pouring water on the fire. Oof, and it just fell flat and we moved on. So that was just, it happened all in like a few seconds. But that was in, a, in that scenario, that was me putting myself as a test. Like Allah obviously put it through me. I didn't, you know, I didn't plan on it and do it. But Allah, I was a test for this Imam at that moment. So, brothers and sisters, it's sometimes that we become the test and sometimes we are being tested. And subhanAllah, subhanAllah. It's funny because when I said the statement, I kind of felt 50-50. I didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel good because I'm opening up the sin and he could easily have just jumped on it because, you know, the invitation's there. But instead he, you know, he refused it. It's like sitting at a restaurant. You might just imagine this, sitting at a restaurant and you're waiting for your food and the waiter comes and he hands you a plate, a plate, and it's, just imagine, it's haram. <laughs> the plate's written haram on it, haram, and you're hungry. And, you know, you just say, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm, no thank you, alhamdulillah. And then he, who, who moves on with the, the meal to somebody else for them to eat this haram uh, analogy? So that's kind of like what it is. When you find that the other person is not willing to engage with you, then the conversation dies. And that's where it should be. Gossip dies where the, at the point where the person doesn't pass it on. So subhanAllah. So this stopped me from backbiting and move and you know and him, the Imam, passing on the sin and making the sin even worse. SubhanAllah, he just killed it dead. So this is something I, I I'm gonna tell him as well, because it was very, very I mean look, I'm speaking about it now for ten minutes, something that happened and it took like five seconds. But it was just relating back to our previous episode where it was about backbiting and how easy it can be done in the community and how easy we have this desire within us, this desire to, to speak about others when they're not there. And that is the root cause of backbiting. Two people speaking about a third person who isn't present. Simple as that. That's the equation. If you want to know if you're backbiting or not, that's the equation. Two people speaking about a third person who isn't there in a manner that they wouldn't like. That's it. So if you're if we're doing that, that's we're backbiting. There's no two ways around it. There's some exceptions, uh, which we spoke about in the previous episode, such as if it's for marriage purposes, if it's in a if it's in a court, if it's for legal duties, things like that. But in general, when are we ever in those scenarios? We're we're generally just chatting at work. We're chatting over the phone about so and so did this, this auntie did this, or the aunties are probably talking about. Us generally <laughs> the other way around. So subhanAllah, just before we come into Ramadan next few days, I just wanted to highlight how we speak to each other, how we think about each other. And it's just so easy, it's a slip of the tongue. We start getting into these long, long conversations. Sometimes we eat into the night, hours into the night, talking about needless and worthless topics about other people's affairs. And it's just so, so, so easily done. And subhanAllah, even for myself, I'm recording a podcast about backbiting and then a few days later I'm I'm initiating the backbiting. So that's how easy it is, insan, subhanAllah. Insan means that person who forgets, means to forget. So as, as an insan, he is forever forgetful, uh, subhanAllah. So I please, I ask you all to take time to to check what we're saying and to monitor ourselves inshallah and until the next time assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh